I wonder what the story is behind the name that you were given. I mean, parents agonize, right, over the names that they give their children because we want the name to be perfect. Krista and I did it for our kids too. Except Krista and I had very different values when it came to naming our kids. So we had to come up with this strategy where she generally picked the girl's first name and I was allowed to pick the girl's middle name because we cared about different things. We, you know, I wanted the girl's names to be deep and, and meaningful and symbolic and she uh, didn't. Um, she wanted them to be beautiful and as unique as possible. She always said, I want to call my kid's name and have only one head you know, turn around. And so when it came to our first daughter, my wife named her Arlie, which is, if you look it up, an English, old English word that means a field full of bunnies. <laughs> uh, my second daughter, uh, Krista was weighing between three options, Carter, Kennedy, and Reagan. I think she was reading a history of the U.S. presidency at the time, but we picked Kennedy and gave her that name. My, my third daughter, we called Trevi because I heard that name once and Krista liked it. And it means the intersection of three streets. And then when it came to our last daughter, Briley, uh, Krista suggested the name and I looked it up and it literally said, this name has no known meaning. It's just Scrabble letters. <laughs> so when it came to the middle names... I mean, I love our kids' names, but when it came to the middle names, I wanted to give them something a little more meaningful. So I, I named my daughter Arlie. Her middle name is Carice, which means grace, because she was a gift to us after almost a year of infertility. My daughter Kennedy was born in the year that my mom was diagnosed with terminal brain cancer, and Krista felt God say to her, in the year that I'm taking life, I'm giving life. And so we gave Kennedy the middle name Life, which is like Zoe. Um, Trevi was born the year my mom died from her brain tumor. And so Krista's idea was to give Trevi the middle name that my mom had as her middle name. My mom is Evelyn Catherine, and our daughter is Trevi Kate, which someone once said to me sounds like a verb in search of a definition. <laughs> and then Briley was born the year after our stillborn son, Tristan, whose name means sad. And so we gave Briley the middle name Joy because the joy comes after the sadness. And Joy is Krista's middle name. We agonized over these names because like parents do, we wanted to give our kids the perfect name for them. And then for the next however many years you're a parent, you agonize over helping your kid become or live a life that is worthy of their name. Help them live a life that gives their name honor. And somewhere close to the heart of that is what's at work in the third of the Ten Commandments. In Exodus chapter 20, verse 7, it says this, Do not use the Lord, that's God's name, Yahweh, do not use Yahweh, your God's name, as if it were of no significance. Yahweh won't forgive anyone who uses the name that way. A more traditional translation is, do not take the Lord's name in vain. And if you grew up in and around the church, you probably heard that interpreted the way that I did, which is, don't use God's name as a swear word. Don't say, oh my God, or Jesus Christ, or whatever. Don't use God's name frivolously or offensively in that way. 
But that's actually not what the verse says. I'll read it again, translated very literally from the Hebrew language by a woman named Dr. Carmen Imes, who did her whole PhD on this verse. And she translates it this way. You must not bear or carry the name of Yahweh your God in vain. You must not bear or carry God's name in vain. And most translators and interpreters say, well, that doesn't make any sense. How do I bear or carry God's name? And they think, well, it must be I carry God's name on my lips. Therefore, this is about speaking. How can I speak inappropriately about God? Use his name as a swear word. And that's how you get to don't say, oh, my God, and don't say Jesus Christ. But that's but that's not what it says. And Dr. Eim says, if you actually read ahead, just eight chapters in the book of Exodus, you find those exact words used again in a way that might illuminate what it means to bear or carry the Lord's name in vain. In Exodus 28, verse 29, it says this. In this way, Aaron, Moses' brother, the high priest, will carry the names of Israel's sons on the chest pendant for making decisions over his heart when he goes into the sanctuary of the temple as a reminder before Yahweh at all times. Aaron, who is Moses' brother, the high priest of Israel, when Aaron goes into the temple to serve, he will wear this costume. And as a part of this costume, there will be a breastplate where the names of the 12 tribes of Israel will be inscribed on 12 gemstones. And Aaron will bear or carry the names of the tribes of Israel into the presence of God. A few verses later, it says this, make a flower ornament of pure gold and engrave on it like an official seal, holy to Yahweh. You should fasten it on the turban with a blue cord. Aaron, the high priest, will also wear a turban when he serves in the temple. And on the turban will be this gold emblem, and inscribed on the emblem, it'll say, holy to Yahweh. Aaron, the priest, will bear God's name. He will carry God's name as he serves in the temple. He'll carry the names of Israel and to carry the name of God. It is a reminder of the fact that as a priest, Aaron's job is to represent the people to God and to represent God to the people. And what it means to bear God's name is to represent God to people. Remember that we talked a few weeks ago about how when we enter into a relationship of covenant love with God, we become God's priests. We represent the world to God and we represent God to the world. We are, it says, a holy nation. We are holy to Yahweh. We are set apart as usable for God's purposes because we are suitable to God's character, to who God is. What it means to bear God's name is to represent God well to the world in a way that brings honor to God. Think about this. I bear my father's name, his last name, Krause. He gave it to me. That's a part of our family name. And my question, the question as, as a participant of my family, my question is, am I bearing my father's name in who I am? 
in a way that brings honor to my dad. Now, there's a lot of debate about the answer to that question, but that is what it means. And we, we bear a lot of names in our lives. We bear the name of the school that we attended. We bear the name of the team we play for. We bear the name of the company we work for. We bear the name of the church we attend. And the question is, do we bear those names in a way that brings honor to those communities. This is what the commandment means. Do you represent God in a way that brings honor to God, bearing God's name? Now, what is God's name that we are supposed to bear? Um, you may remember me saying in the past that in the ancient world, a name was meant to represent the essence, the essential nature of the being, right? So in the book of Exodus, Moses's name means to be drawn out. Because Moses, as an infant, was drawn out of the Nile River by Pharaoh's daughter and raised as her own son. But later on in life, Moses was the one that God used to draw Israel out of slavery and into freedom of a relationship of love with God. Right? What was essential to who Moses was, was being drawn out and drawing Israel out. That's who Moses was. Give you another example. My first name is Michael. It's a Hebrew word that means who is like God. The name represents the essence of the... I'm just kidding. I can't even finish that sentence. But this is the point, that the name is to represent the character or the nature, the essence of the being who bears the name. And so Moses, later on in the book of Exodus, says to God one day, I want you to show me your glory. I want you to show me the beauty and magnificence of your nature, of who you are. And God says, okay, I will declare my name. I will tell you the essence of what I am like. And this is what God says. It says in Exodus 34, God passed in front of Moses proclaiming, Yahweh, Yahweh, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. Yet God does not leave the guilty unpunished. God says to Moses, you want to know my name. You want to know my nature. You want to understand my character. You want to understand the essence of what I am really like. I'm compassionate. The rabbis would say it's the first word in the list because it's the first word in importance. It comes from the Hebrew word rechem, um, which means womb. It describes the fierce and burning maternal love of God for all of God's creation, the way God loves like a mother. It says, God says, you want to know what I'm like? I'm gracious. I am unlimitedly, lavishly generous with all, no matter what. God says, you want to know what my name is, what my nature is? I'm slow to anger. It actually literally means I have long nostrils. <laughs> I think the idea is that when we get really angry, sometimes we snort like, <clears throat> right? And, and the whole point is God's nostrils are so long that it takes a long time for him to snort in anger. That was maybe 
a little more vigorous than I intended. But God is inordinately patient. God has a long fuse. God just doesn't get angry, is the point. God says, you want to know what I'm like? I'm loving. The Hebrew word is hesed. It means a covenant, faithful, loving kindness that you can count on whenever you need it. God says, you want to know what I'm like? I'm forgiving of all sin, everywhere, always. Accidental sin, deliberate sin, malicious sin. It doesn't matter. I forgive all sin. But it says, I will not leave the guilty unpunished. God says, the one thing I will not tolerate is unrepentant injustice and unloving behavior. What does it mean to bear God's name? It means that we in our lives represent God's character and nature to the world by being people who, like God, are compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin, but being intolerant to injustice and unloving behavior. That's what it means to bear God's name well. So what does it look like to obey this commandment? I think in order to obey this commandment, we have to understand what God's purpose for it is. In Exodus chapter 9, this is what God says to Moses. He says, I've raised you up for this very purpose, that I might show you my power and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. God's heart is for God's nature to be known throughout the entire world. And the way that happens is as we represent God by carrying God's nature in our nature, by being like God in the world. So people look at us who bear God's name and they can see what God is like because of who we are. Whenever we fail to represent God well, we are using or bearing God's name in vain. We're bearing it falsely. We're not being what God is truly like. We are bearing it for no purpose. We are not in our character accomplishing God's purpose for our lives, which is for God's fame to spread throughout the world because people can see in us that God is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin and being intolerant to injustice and unloving behavior. Jeff loves to quote that quote from Gandhi, where Gandhi says, I, I like your Christ, but I do not like your Christians because your Christians are so unlike your Christ. Christians have not always borne the name of Christ accurately or truly or well. And it doesn't take long to see it, just Go to the internet. Relevant Magazine, which is a Christian publication, wrote just this last week about how Christians online are responsible for a disproportionate amount of outrage and negativity, a disproportionate amount of divisiveness and partisanship, a disproportionate amount of meanness and intolerance and viciousness, a disproportionate amount of misinformation. We're not representing God well in our online communities. We don't always represent God well in our church communities. Church communities 
that subject people to emotional or spiritual or even sexual abuse instead of being communities of healing are not bearing God's name well. Communities that are places of discrimination and exclusivity instead of hospitality are not bearing God's name well. Churches that are communities of hate rather than communities of love are not bearing God's name well. We do it in our individual lives, in the ways that we tolerate and wink at and turn the other way from sin. When Christians are the worst people to deal with in the arena or in customer service or at a restaurant, we're not bearing the name of God well. When Christians lack integrity in their business dealings, when Christians are stingy instead of generous, when Christians are pushy with their religion, when Christians, um, just the ways that Christians behave in such ways that cause people to look and to say that you you just don't look anything like Christ. We are bearing God's name in vain. We're being Christians who don't look very much like Jesus Christ. That's what it means to bear God's name well, is to live a life that reminds people of Jesus. In John chapter 10, Jesus says, I've already told you who I am and you don't believe me. The proof is in the work that I do in my Father's name. Jesus says, everything that I do in my life is in my Father's name. It is consistent with and reflective of and in line with who God is. The way I live reminds people of what God is like. I'm bearing God's name. You could say it the other way. When you say that God is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin, and being intolerant of injustice and unloving behavior, you are perfectly describing what Jesus is like. And friends, those of us who claim to be followers of Jesus, who have been baptized into God's name, the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. The Bible says we are commissioned to follow Jesus' example, to obey Jesus' commands, and to carry the name of God, to represent God well to the very ends of the earth so that people look at us and see that we, like Jesus, are compassionate and gracious loving the world with this fierce and burning maternal love and being lavishly generous with all, no matter what. They will look at us and see that we, like Jesus, are slow to anger and abounding in love, that we are endlessly patient people with long fuses who don't bear grudges and harbor resentments, but instead we only ever extend to people a loving kindness that is faithful at all times, to meet their need. They will see that we, like Jesus, forgive all kinds of accidental and deliberate and even malicious sin. We're the most forgiving people they've ever met. But stand up for the cause of those who can't fight for themselves. Stand against injustice and unloving behavior in every circumstance. That's what it means to bear the name of God well. Friends, I spent most of my life being afraid of using Christ's name as a swear word. Turns out that the word Christian has become a swear word 
in culture because of the behavior of people who call themselves by the name of Christ. I know people even within our community who refuse to identify as Christians any longer because of the reputation that Christians have in our world, which is that Christians are so very unlike their Christ. Friends, we spend an inordinate amount of time and energy making sure that our kids have a name that honors them and then they live a life that honors their name. What if we individually and as a community committed to take the name of Jesus Christ and to live a life that brings honor to Jesus' name, that spreads the fame of God throughout the world because people can look at us and see Jesus in us? Because that's what it means to bear the name of God well. Let's pray together. Father, I pray that you, by your Spirit, because of what you have done with Christ, would fill us with wisdom and discernment, with self-awareness and self-knowledge, the ability to see inside of our own souls and to see into each other's lives, so that we can walk with each other in those ways where we have been bearing your name in vain. And we can walk with each other towards becoming people who can see the Christ in those who call themselves Christian. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.